0: Today's episode of Civilized Barking is brought to you by GameTime. Okay, folks, little pop quiz. Do you think Brown's tickets are cheaper three weeks before the game or three hours before the game? You can find that answer with GameTime, the ticket-buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. GameTime is the leader in last-minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you'd be sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app, and they've discovered the fastest, easiest way to get new game. So, download game time in the App Store or at Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last minute tickets. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd, and Tom Reed. Civilized Barking. Um, (laughs) The Browns podcast. The Browns are 2-6. and I don't know how to start this, guys. I'm Zach Jackson. I'm here uh, somewhere in the press box in Denver. I'm joined by Jason Lloyd and Tom Reed. Uh, The Browns' playoff hopes are over. They're maybe the most immature team in NFL history. They played a quarterback today who never had played a real NFL snap. And um, it was over early on. (laughs) So they made a rally. Uh, For the third straight game, there were two to two-and-a-half quarters of offense. Finally, there were some contributions from Odell Beckham. But uh, as they go out of here, uh, everybody's talking about the coach and everybody's talking about off-the-field things. Um, In full uniform, in the locker room after the game, Jermaine Whitehead is sending threatening tweets to fans, uh, one to a Browns employee, Dustin Fox, who was on the Browns radio show uh, back in Cleveland as these were being sent. He was in full uniform. Jason, he was in his cleats. He was sending the tweets.
1: I was shocked when I got in the locker room. I was expecting to get an update from you guys. That was not the update I was expecting to get when I walked in. I, I don't even I, – I, Odell with the cleats, Whitehead with the death threats. I, I, we're, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed with the Browns. We're right back where we always are.
0: We're right back where we always are. They're 2-6. and six. Um, Fair to say they're the league's most disappointing team. Um, They're in third place, (laughs) realistically. Uh, The Ravens hold the lead right now, even if the Ravens end up losing this game tonight. Realistically, it's over. And as we've been saying, guys, uh, I don't care how the schedule loosens up. This team has not shown poise, discipline, finishing ability, bounce-back ability, fundamentals. And, Tom, uh, one thing you'll be writing when we get done recording this, um, unless you just want to repeatedly pound your face against the wall. (laughs) is that the tackling did Today it's the, it's the red zone and it's the tackling. And it's a buttoned-up, simple power offense from the Broncos right at you or right over top of you, and the Browns just got punked in the tackling department.
2: Well, what specifically on one play, and, and again, uh, one of the storylines coming into this season, of course, was uh, they were, depending on how, what metric you go, the worst tackling team in the NFL this year. And, of course, you remember how these practices were supposed to be so grueling and hard and that was going to get cleaned up, a new uh, defensive coordinator. Well, uh, coming into the game, uh, they were third in the NFL in percentage of missed tackles uh, coming into the game. And to me, the biggest play of the game uh, was the uh, 75-yard touchdown to Fant, uh, rookie no less, rookie to rookie, where the Browns missed three tackles on the play, uh, starting with J- J- Jermaine Whitehead, uh, who, decided, who made no effort to wrap up. Again, uh, he's maybe dealing with a, uh, he is dealing with some kind of hand injury, but Greedy Williams misses a tackle. Another player misses a tackle. And then, of course, the other long run they had for a touchdown, the guy went untouched. Uh, it, it's it's amazing that this issue, and you mentioned the word earlier, Zach, fundamentals, that is one of the Bedrock Fundamentals is tackling, and the Browns continue to struggle with it.
0: Jason, they came into the game third in missed tackles, uh, 22nd in red zone offense. And so I guess here at the midway point, it's more than fair to say we are who they thought they were.
1: Yeah, at this point, I mean, it it feels to me like it's not a matter of if Freddie goes, but when. And it's shocking to say that eight games into his first season. But I something has to change. Something has to change, whether it's a coordinator, whether it's Freddie, this is not working. And we have ample proof. They finally cleaned up the penalties this week. They finally cleaned up the turnovers this week, and they still can't win. It's a culture problem. It's a me problem. It's always something with Odell. If it's not a visor, it's a watch, its shoes, it's always something. And very rarely is it production on the field. He had a couple big plays today, kind of got him back in in the fourth quarter with a couple great catches. You know, you can debate whether Baker should have gone to him on the fourth and four. But it's a, it's a systemic problem with the Browns that has not been corrected yet.
0: Every time you're talking Browns and using the term systemic, folks, if you're new here, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's systemic for decades. Uh, but let's hold the thought on all the outside stuff and go to Odell. Let's talk a little bit of football. He did make a couple of nice plays, right? I'm sure it launched a thousand aggregations as soon as it happened because they've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Um Tom, it's just everything still seems forced. The rhythm, the flow. The plan it's it's not existent or it's not apparent and we, we watch this team every day, every play, right? Everything just seems to I don't want to say made up on the fly, but it's like every drive in the NFL every game takes on a life of its own. Right, But it's like for the Browns Every drive takes on a life of its own You do not know what to expect And that's not a good thing That's not shocking the other team That's telling the world that you're at the midway point of the season And you supposedly have all this talent But you're searching for answers in a direction
2: Yeah, no question. And, of course, the irony here is that this may have been the game that kind of ends there, even their faint hopes of making the playoffs. And finally, Beckham makes two plays that you've kind of been waiting all year for him to make those type of difference-making plays. In fact, that drive featured four plays, Chubb breaking about 14 tackles uh, to gain about seven yards on a third and one, and then Landry catching his first touchdown. Zach, we are halfway through the season – Uh, Jarvis Landry has one touchdown and Odell Beckham Jr. has one touchdown Uh, I would like to see what at the beginning of the season how many people had those two guys having one touchdown at the beginning of the year and of course the red zone as we're talking about just they finally got it at the end but oh was it a shocking display
0: and really cost him the game truly So as, as you're talking there, I'm getting more texts that Jermaine Whitehead's Twitter account has been suspended, but he's taken it to Instagram where he's continuing okay. to threaten people and invite them to fight. Um, my favorite tweet of them all after the game, don't get shot at, little bitch. I mean, who among us hasn't tweeted that, right, Jason? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. So in typical Browns fashion. He not only tw- invites the guy to come fight him, <laughs> he, he, he he threatens Dustin Fox, who's on, who's a Browns employee tonight, doing a Browns show. And then the one guy that he threatens to fight, he types the wrong address of the Browns facility in Berea. He <laughs> says, "Come to 80 of Boulevard." <laughs> oh. Maybe that means he'll be outside. I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's such a shit show. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I mean, I already mentioned Odell shoes. He was wearing clown shoes. Yes. He was wearing clown shoes. How fitting is that? Odell Beckham showed up to play a football game wearing clown shoes.
0: <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, it does us no good to run down what's most embarrassing because there's the shoes. There's the losing to the Broncos who have an ownership issue, who have a first-year head coach, who have a GM on the hot seat. Almost their entire free agent class – was on the injured list and on the sideline today, um, starting a brand-new quarterback, clear limitations, traded Emmanuel Sanders a couple of weeks ago because they know they're not going anywhere this year, and they beat the Browns in a spot where all the Browns needed to do was win, right? And all the, the crap from last week, more off-the-field distractions, more lack of maturity, all that would have gone away. They would have been 3-5 and five coming into three straight home games. They would have had good vibes. They would have had a chance to sustain momentum. Instead, they're 2-6. and six. The headlines are off the field. And and Jason, not to gloss over what you said before. I'm not sure Fryer and Freddy Kitchens is the answer. And I'm not sure they do it here on November 2nd or 3rd or whatever the hell day it is, even if they think that it's right. But that it's a valid conversation and that this team continues its fruitless so far search for answers in a rhythm and a clear plan to its paying customers. Uh, it's real, real bad, guys. I don't think,
1: I don't think John Dorsey wants to fire Freddie Kitchens. I don't think John Dorsey will fire Freddie Kitchens. I'm not sure it's John Dorsey's decision. I think we are reaching the point. The Haslam's have to be furious. This is the one time where they, to all of our knowledge, to all accounts, they stepped back, they got out of the way, they let John make the football decision and he's given them a coach that looks more times than not like he has no idea what he's doing on the sideline and a 2-6 and six record and games. Listen, nobody expects him to be 8-0, but this team's a hell of a lot better than 2-6, and six. and all I've heard throughout the organization going back a month ago is, hey, all this talk about how good we're going to be came from the outside. We knew we were going to struggle. We knew we weren't that good, and I looked at it and scratched my head when the way that they finished last year with the expectations – Coming into this year, I understand that wasn't the Browns that made them, a, the you know, one of the Super Bowl favorites like Vegas did. But this team should be a whole lot better than where it is right now. And, you know, I think John Dorsey probably in his mind is still preaching patience and is probably telling Jimmy and D patience. But at some point, we know how the Hasms have been in the past. I think the decision may not be his.
2: I will say this. The Pittsburgh Steelers started the season 0-3 and lost Ben Roethlisberger in week two, yep. and they are now two games ahead of the Browns.
0: <laughs> right. Because in tough spots, you find a way to win, right?
2: I mean, it's some organizations, I mean, just the two organizations that have been just clocking, cleaning their flocks for years, they just have it. They, they just have it within the organization. They know how to, when they take a gut punch, they know how to kind of come back a little bit. And this organization just... Can't seem to, as you said, haven't been able to
0: get out of their way for for two decades. Speaking of coming back, um, Jermaine Whitehead's account was apparently unsuspended. And at 8.33, he tweeted, I'm back, mother you-know-whaters. Any of these hate ass crackers can come catch these hands. I can't make this up. <laughs> This is real-time. This is real-time reporting. I mean, this is the best live TV I've ever been a part of. We just don't have a camera in this right now.
2: All you're missing is a Bronco. Oh, we're, adding, we're in the Broncos. There you
0: The Browns are catching everybody's hands. <laughs> let's just be, let's just <laughs> yeah, be clear. Right. Um, Jason, you know, the, you're right. The Browns did not make themselves the third Super Bowl favorite out of the AFC, right? But they did sign up for this. Uh, you know, only time will tell if this is the Phil Savage all-in from 07 to 08. But right now, the season's officially worse than 08 when they went, went after it. You know, when they went out and got those defensive linemen and got Dante Stallworth and, yep. said, and said that we're here. Um, you know, they didn't. They certainly didn't do much to, to run from it. They are team Instagram. They are team Twitter, even well before tonight. And, you know, Freddie's been talking about the outside noise, generally unprovoked, for weeks. Almost like they know, and, and and it carries out there. Like, they should have won this game today. They walked out on the field like they had it won. The Broncos ran right past them. You know, it came down to making a couple plays at the end, and the Broncos made them. The Browns didn't. That third and one, everybody in the stadium knew what was coming. The Broncos snuffed it out on fourth down. They call timeout. They go to Landry. Not one but two guys break it up. I think, Tom, that they knew what was coming. Yeah,
2: it's uh, it's tough, and you know Odell's trying to get a hold of, trying to get Mayfield's attention because he has one-on-one coverage. He's by far the hottest brown in the game at this point of the. He makes two incredible plays. You would think if you're if you're going to die in a game like this, you'd die with a guy who's your hot hand, and he was definitely the hot hand and two great catches. you I think you would try to go to him in one-on-one coverage instead of throwing it into double coverage.
0: Well, they have a red zone issue. Uh, they have red zone issues, Jason. And one of them is they don't even look at 13. I mean, why yeah. do we know Odell Beckham? Because he jumps over people and makes these ridiculous one-handed catches, right? And I know if you look at the numbers, the fade is a low percentage play over the course of time. But going back to the Rams game, which was damn five, six weeks ago now, right? <laughs> Seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, at some point... You let one of the greatest athletes in the league jump over somewhere and make play. a play, don't you? Yeah. And you know, Freddie in his post postgame tonight said he wanted to go he wouldn't really he just
1: kept saying he needed to go back and watch that play again. I think he knew he had Odell on the outside on that fourth and four on the incompletion of Landry, but he didn't want to throw Baker under the bus. Uh, but you know, it goes back to you know, I asked Freddie last week, and I wrote this for Friday, that they just don't know how to win. They have no they have they don't have winners on their team. They don't have anyone who's won in the NFL. Outside of Morgan Burnett. And, you know, I'm sure he's a swell guy and all, but I'm just not sure what he can do in terms of leading them out of the woods. And, you know, Freddie said last week, at some point, you just have to go make a play. You have to make a play to win the game. And they had opportunities to do that, and they weren't able to do it again.
0: Yeah. um, Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com Barking and complete an online visit. Remember, just go to GetRoman.com Barking to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Barking for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash Barking. Where else do we go?
2: Well, this is again, you know, the, the, <laughs> the thing of the, you know, this Denver team, you're coming here with a guy that's never played quarterback before. And the one thing you want to do is either, you know, get after him or at least keep the play in front of you, right? To, to, to like, keep making, having them make to make plays, Uh they came into the, uh, the Broncos came into this game ranked 24th in big plays plays over 20 yards. They only had 29 of them through the first half of the season. They had 5 today. And that's that's how they beat them as far as the defense is concerned just not being able to prevent big plays in this game and the first one you give you take their hats off great catch in the end zone. Uh, but, but Sutton, right? It was Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Cortland. That, was a, that was a catch. great play. Yes, no question. The other ones are ones that you think you should be able to prevent. Or again, you, how you let a guy go that many yards untouched for a touchdown uh, that breaks through the middle of the line, no less, is is it's hard to believe.
0: Philip Lindsay, ninety-two yards. I would have said all day, but I thought he was going to get twenty-five carries. He got ninety-two yards on nine carries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the stat sheet, and normally we go through. I mean, Sutton is their really only NFL-quality wide receiver. Um, They open the door by throwing it to the CFL guy, Deontay Spencer. He fumbles. The Browns get it. Don't get seven, (laughs) right? Um, Beckham makes the one play. Get you down there, and you go incomplete, nine-yard gain. Lose on third down. Decide finally to call timeout on fourth down. Throw it into two guys, and it's over. And it's never one play, it's never one drive, it's never one decision. But you put yourself in that position. Uh, Jason, the earlier or late in the third quarter, I guess it would have been um, fourth and I guess longer than a yard. Now at the five yard line or six yard line, they needed the four. Um, Freddie went for it. What do you think about that? Now uh, in the aftermath.
1: The Baker sneak? Yes. I had no issue with them going for it. I had no issue with the call, actually. That's like, I'll give them a pass on that one. You know, I know some other people are probably screaming, kick the field goal. But you need six at some point, and that seemed like a good spot to it, – it seemed makeable. You know, I think I'd rather have I – I don't know if Chubb was in the game or not, but normally in plays like that, you've got a power back behind him who can give him a push in the back and, and help get him over the edge, get him over the surge. Uh, I, I did not like the challenge. I understand it's a big point in the game, but you know we were all sitting there watching the replay going, there is no replay that's going to allow them to overturn this call, period. You never win those, hardly ever do you win those spots to begin with. It seemed like a wasted challenge and a loss of a timeout that they probably could use later on.
2: Uh, but I, I didn't mind the call. I didn't mind the play. I didn't like the challenge. And that's two weeks two weeks in a row two of weeks challenges, in a row. right? Well, you, Zach, I remember we, we were talking yeah. there with Edelman fumbles – Late in the game, not that they were going to win that game, but it was still a game. They don't have a time. They don't have a, a challenge to make because they had, had tried to. Was it that was a pass interference, the pick play where they where they decided that, that they were going to challenge offensive interference. And again, the interference call and and the and the spot challenge are the two lowest. I think probably the lowest percent of challenges. And I'd love to know who's trying to help uh, Freddie on these calls. Because we're sitting up here in the booth, and unless, unless the Browns have access to another replay that we don't have, it was clear that they're just, as Jason said, there wasn't a definitive play. And Freddie waited. I mean, they gave him a long time because the fans were booing here, like, all right, what are you going to do? And then he throws the flag, and uh, as, as we said, it, it, it did not come out for him. I, I think he was listening to
1: Baker on that. You know, Baker even said in the postgame that he Freddie has full confidence. I mean, Baker felt like he had the four. And he wanted the he wanted to play challenged, and you know that kind of puts Freddie in a tough spot because he's been in that position before. With you know, I remember Jarvis earlier in the year wanted to challenge call, and I believe that one went against him too. So you want to have faith in your players, right. and you want them to know that you have their back. But at the same time, you can't just flippantly challenge plays that have that low of a percentage of of being overturned.
0: Well, it's more than fair to say that you know the emotions of the game, the Browns do not control them well enough, right? Before, during, or after?
1: We have plenty of proof of that over the last seven We have plenty of
0: proof of that. Um, you know, procedurally with that, that's difficult. Because although you know, right, that that you're probably not going to get that overturned. Your quarterback's telling you you got it. If you get it, you probably get a touchdown. Or you're losing four cracks from the four. And it did look like a bad spot, right? Yep. So the reason yep. you go for it, and, and this is hard, the reason you go for it is because, you are putting a quarterback who's never played at the four yard line if he doesn't get it, right? Yeah. And so, what, you know, that time of the game, I don't think the timeout, I, I don't know. I, I, he, I can't say he should have challenged it because there was always a slim chance that he was going to win, but I, I understand the thought there because I did think it was a bad spot. I honestly thought that it was a bad spot, yet he was still short. And then you have to know that by the time they go through all those things, there's just precedent that they're not going to turn that over. Right. And you,
2: obviously, you needed, you know, if you it was one play, they could have gotten, at least they would have gotten a punt back, right, at the end of the game. Because he's out of timeouts at the end. They would have at least had a chance to stop the clock early in that driving, at least have it set up a punt return or maybe one Hail Mary pass at the end. And he doesn't have that because of the challenge.
0: Um, the Cavs are going to sell some tickets, Jason, more than they thought. Jeez.
2: <laughs> hey, Jason, hey, uh, you know what? Let's give credit. G- G- uh, Gillen had a hell of a tackle today. He may have been a couple yards out of bounds, but that was a tackle.
0: <laughs> he averaged 53.3 in the thin air. Can um, he replace
1: Jermaine Whitehead? Ooh. And will that get me stabbed for saying? Okay, so
0: now I'm getting tweets that, that there's fake Twitter accounts out there that his remains suspended. I mean, people are the biggest losers ever. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you got to take action on this. Right, I don't care if it's a team employee or not. You have a guy in full uniform after the game firing off threats. I mean, he, you know, I don't know that you cut him, uh, but he at least has to be suspended, correct? I, I yeah, yes. he, something, yeah,
1: some sort of discipline. You can't, you, you can't make death threats against people after a football game. I understand emotions are running high. I understand he's upset. You know, I think they're all upset with the direction and what's happening out there. It's just like I asked Odell, can you give me any evidence that this is headed in the right direction? And he said, I don't know how to answer that. And then he went on and said some more. But uh, everybody's frustrated right now. But you can't you can't go around threatening anyone in that matter.
0: No, you can't. Um, You know, I had my reservations about the Browns handling all of this. Right. Those are well documented. On this podcast, on another podcast, in my writing, on my Twitter account, but I got to say, two and six at the midpoint, shocking. And, and that's not to say that the three and five is a whole lot better in the standings. But I thought we'd be trending in a certain way, right? Or I thought road losses would be at the buzzer. Uh, you've been beaten three times by fourteen or more. Twice you've been absolutely blown out, and you come out here and you lose to Brandon Allen. And it, it, it was supposed to be like the Nick Folk. Uh, No, that's the kicker, Luke Falk, (laughs) Trevor Simeon, Jets game, right? Uh, The Browns needed their defensive line to dominate today. They did not. The Browns needed fundamentally to be good to block and tackle. They did not tackle. Um, The Broncos were ready for Chubb, and just a few good plays in the passing game is not enough. So, you know, if anything, maybe the passing game found something uh, in the second half of the game. And they'll at least be watchable in the second half of the season. But guys, the the, uh, the sh- this ship to me is sunk. It just is, and and it's it's game eight, week nine, November third. We ju- we just changed the clocks last night. The ship is sunk.
2: Yeah, I mean Buffalo is now. I mean you look at the wild card standings. Let's just start there. Buffalo is what six and two, and I believe they still have Miami and the uh, the Jets to play. And Browns fans think Buffalo is
1: going to be a slam dunk win.
2: <laughs> right, well, wow. just
0: like they thought everyone was going to be a slam dunk. Right, and then you
2: you have you know Pittsburgh is now two games ahead of you yep. in the standings. Just just going back to the to the division, and I, I I mean thoughts on them now sweeping the Steelers. I don't know the Steelers seem like they're starting to get things together. Uh, yeah, I I just I just find it it's it's going to be too. Too far back. And the, you know the, the weird thing about that season like this? Usually you'd say, well, start playing your young guys. Well, oh, guess what? That's who they are. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nobody that they're going to start bringing off the bench Say, let's give so-and-so a chance. I mean, the, the one, Kareem Hunt, we will now get to see probably Kareem Hunt next week, right? That will be the first game?
0: Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, he's so, been in practice. He's been eligible. So,
2: so that, I mean, that's going to be a little bit different. But otherwise, it's just going it, to be. It, that's these, just
0: going to screw him up again. They don't even figure out – they don't even know what they have yet. Well, let, me, let me
2: ask you guys this. All right, so they have a <laughs> – yeah, this was supposed to be the start of a very winnable schedule. If they go and play really well and miss the playoffs and finish maybe, let's say, 8-8, eight and eight, does that tell you anything By by not beating good teams? Or does it say it's just what it was last year by them fattening up at the end of the season – against, you know, just kind of yeah, mediocre
0: well, opponents. Tom, me the answer right now to your complete hypothetical about it, hate and hate is that it's just oh. like last year. It's just like every year, yeah. right? It's, it's like every year. Every layer of the organization is in question. There are comical slash embarrassing slash inexplainable things happening in every layer of the organization. And every Sunday at 1, this year it just happens to be sometimes at 4 or at 8.20, your business comes out. Right, and the Browns on display for the country are the most disappointing team in the NFL, and they're getting laughed at.
1: They have. I said this before today's game at the uh, brunch or whatever you want to call it. They got three wins, slam dunk wins on the schedule.
0: Two Bengals games in a Dolphins.
1: Two Bengals in Miami. That's it. Those are the only. Hey, Miami games. won today. Yeah, those are the only three games where I feel confident. Hey, the Browns are going to win those games. I don't feel confident about any others. I didn't feel confident about this one. Don't feel confident certainly about Buffalo. I think
0: they'd be fortunate to split with Pittsburgh just where they're at. Yeah. I mean, who, who are they favored against right now besides those teams? Nobody. Right? Not Arizona. Arizona would be favored at home. Yeah, for sure. Sem- yeah, the Bills are favored next week. I mean, it's at very least a pick em game. If you can't beat Brandon Allen and the Broncos, who can you beat? Yep. Yep. Right? Put that in your orange and brown don't matter pipe and smoke. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, guys, I don't have a whole lot else to say. Any parting thoughts, Tom, Jason?
2: I, I don't. I'm trying to process all this.
0: I, I saw an
1: interesting. You know, Odell says what he says. NFL Network quotes him coming off the field saying, I can't get the ball to save my life. And he didn't deny it when he was asked about it post game. He just kept saying it was a tough loss. It was a tough loss. So obviously he said it. And Freddie was asked about it, and Freddie said he wasn't going to comment on it. And. Yet in the locker room, as Odell was leaving, Freddie happened to be coming in, and they had a brief exchange that I would love to have been a little bit closer. I couldn't hear what they said, but I found it fascinating or striking that they had a conversation there where Freddie did most of the talking, and then he walked off, and Odell left the locker room. Everything about this franchise feels like it's in disarray right now. It's so disheartening. I feel bad for the fans who felt like they finally had – Uh, a team that knew how to put its shoes on the right feet, and instead their star receiver shows up with clown
0: shoes on
2: today. Hey, uh, uh, Zach, are you going to use your signature uh, line now? Majoring in the minor? No, your other one, your month, your one that involves months. Oh, it's
0: December in Berea? Yeah. It's perpetually December in Berea. We'll talk to you next week or later this week. God, I don't even know what day it is. Thanks for listening.